Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 391. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Back with a brand new edition. End of the regular season edition. Here it is. Last weekend. So if if this is the end of the regular season edition episode, then what does that make Monday? The postseason preview episode. Postseason preview episode. All right. Yes. That's fair. No one tri- wants to really recap on Monday, right? I mean, well, we're not going to recap the entire season until postseason's over. So. No, 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 no. But, like, we will have things to talk about because, as you very well know, there is still a lot up in the air right now. It's close. There's a lot up in the air right now, kind of like I was last night flying into Texas. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Mm. Um, in your new office. The whiteout <laughs> office. office. New home office. It's a little too, uh, what's the word, chic for me? Mm, How about good word. that? How about that? Um, C-H-I-Q-U-E. Uh, no, not no? correct. C-H-I-C. Um, nah, I don't buy it. T- Texas. I've been to Texas before, but it's been it's been a number of years. Um, recording live Texas. here from rec- recording live here from Austin, Texas. Um, I've seen some things that intrigue me about the Texas way of life. I've seen some things. I in I like driving Texas. He- Do what? I like Texas. Texas. I don't like. Gr- I don't like like super downtown dallas i feel like the highways are a mess but yeah i've never been to austin i heard good things yeah i mean look i knew football was a big deal here that's no mystery everybody knows that but i drove in in route to driving to this airbnb that i'm currently at I passed one of those like median memorials, like you know, where people like unfortunately like people get in the car yeah. accidents and they yeah. put like little crosses or whatever. So I saw one driving here and there was a cross in the middle of the median. And you know how people will put like flowers or like maybe like a little angel figurine or something just Cowboys you know, jersey. Like, in remembrance. It was literally a longhorns Mm-mm. flag with a Texans flag. Oh, like doing like the bunny ears off of the, like, you know, kind of like stuck up yeah. at the top of the cross. And I'm like, got the old hook them out there. I'm like, that seems like slightly sacrilegious, but also I guess I respect the dedication to the, to the sport. Another yeah. thing that I've seen out here, they, they know how to construct roads out here. And I know mm-hmm. that might sound like a weird thing to have an observation about, but the way they incorporate yields and turn lanes to where you don't have to come up to a red light every time you want to turn. I took a, I had to go left to make a U-turn onto the highway 
And instead of going up to a stoplight to then make a left, to then make another left, they branch off the left-hand turn into a yield lane, into its own lane, and then I just skirt, skirt, zoom, zoom, right onto the highway, going the other direction, didn't have to stop at a red light. I'm that's, like... That's fancy. This is this is the way to go. Why don't other people do this? And just a, a whole bunch of other things that they do with their roads. I'm a big, big fan of. Anyway, those are my my two observations from my trip I like thus Texas. far. I like it. Do you know how, how far am I from... Probably couldn't catch any baseball this weekend, could I? Oh, yeah. You don't have anything going on. You're just... You're just chilling while Meredith I'm is chilling doing all the, hard. all the wedding oh, yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah, she's in the she's in the bridal party. That's the worst. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm like a country's distance away from the Rangers and then Houston is like a full-on flight away. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't tough. even I don't even know if either of those I can't remember if either of those scenes no. are home. Houston's in they're here. They're in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Well, on Friday anyway. Um, anyway. That's that's kinda where I'm at. I know, the world traveler. You're you're the rock. I'm normally the traveler. Which is weird. Well, this season you've been the rock. You've been holding it down in your yeah. in your studio this year. I feel like I've been just Doing our doing these remote recordings from inside of rental cars, inside of chic Airbnbs, beach chic. houses, chic. But here we are. You there buying are. or selling anything today? I'm selling. We need to address the alligator in the room. Alligators are not service animals. They are service animals, Nate. Anything you want to be a service animal can be a no. service animal. We've we haven't even talked about this, but you knew that. You an know emotional that support you can, alligator. Y- yes, you can have in 2023. I've learned probably more than any other year of my life that you just do whatever you want to do because if if anybody says anything against it then they're the ones with the problem so just do what you want to do if you want to have um if you want to have a rhino as a support animal mm. go for it you i mean you'd have to track one down first but i'm sure once you did and you wanted to make it your service animal who's who's going to say boo and so with that said i'm going to i am buying the alligator emotional support animal. The I need to know the logistics of what this Phillies fan was thinking. I need to know I need to know the logistics of how alligator got into the car. How far of a drive was it to get to Citizens Bank? And then what's the plan when you're in the stadium? What do we got? Did you buy the alligator a, a seat? A ticket. Yeah. Did you buy them a ticket? That's the question I hadn't even thought about until just now. Like, Are what, you staying you, on the concourse the whole time? And what are you going to do? Terrorize the little kids running around for nine innings? I was on think a leash, was, dude. This wasn't the most well thought out plan. 
leash. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand what the thought process was. My my issue with the whole thing is how come nobody said it? Like, how do you get people are like, how could you bring an alligator uh, emotional support alligator to the gate of a ballpark? My question is, how did it even get there in the first place? Like, if you're a neighbor and you see this going down, how do you mm. not say anything? If you're driving in a car next to them and you look over and you see a guy driving his pickup truck with an alligator in the bed, how do you not say anything? How do you not just say, hey, buddy, roll down your window. I've got something I need to share with you. W seek help, maybe? Like, why are you driving down the highway with an alligator? And if neither of those situations presented themselves, how do you then get to the parking lot at Citizens Bank, one of the many parking lots that surrounds the ballpark, and have nobody say anything? Like, how are you not walking? If you're like a dad walking up with your kid, how do you not look over and say, son, maybe maybe sit back for a second. I need to go ask this guy a question. I'd like to think that... I'd like to think he just pulled up to valet flip the car keys open the back <laughs> tap the tail and old alligator just slipped on out of there and valet's the like uh the old the old hang michael, on the old michael scott whip it into the parking spot <laughs> sir you can't park here chucks the just keys. did i just did <laughs> and then walks into the ballpark with the alligator sir you can't have an alligator i already have sucka i'm How here I don't oh understand. Goodness. I don't understand. What is what is an alligator doing in Philadelphia? Uh, that's a great question. I will say, of the major metropolitan uh, organizations across Major League Baseball, I didn't have a woman sneaking in a handgun under rolls of fat in Chicago. This has been a heck of a 2023, or, huh? Or, or a guy pulling up to Citizens Bank with an alligator. I had neither of those items on my bingo card for 2023. What Wild. is going on? Wild year. Wild year. I'm selling it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anything I mean, else? I'm buying it purely from like a respect the move perspective like that. what if what if you're sitting in like the third deck some steep steps to get to your seat and then you just see this this freaking alligator coming up the steps on a leash hey look man citizens bank is not a big ballpark you're you'd be hard pressed to find like just open sections upon open sections where there's nobody around you like you're you're going to be endangering somebody, including your own life, if you're at any, if you're in any section of that ballpark. Did you see the picture of the guy, though? Like the owner? I did not. He's an older gentleman. Is he a character? Does he look like a, look like a character? No, he just, he looks like, like someone who would own an alligator, for sure. But what, not. What does that mean? Like, well, you'll I, know. When you look I, at it, you'll know. I can't. Like I have no context or it, it's exactly what you think okay, when you let's see take it. A look here, a little bit of a belly. Okay, yeah. Typical yep. blue jeans. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know. Yep. He's got the got the ball cap on. Yeah, dude. My guy is like pointing the gator around as if the gator responds to commands. Like, has he full on trained this thing or? I'd like to think so. 
I'd like to think so. Little, little bummed. Um, I didn't have this on the bingo card. Unbelievable. There's a picture on here. The tweet is just emotional support alligator denied access to the Phillies game. And I'm not going to lie to you, dude. The the picture of the gate, like the gator looks genuinely upset. He's not able to go into the game. One of the pictures, the gator's like low key snuggling with the owner's leg. I just don't. I don't yeah, know. I see it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's definitely a gator, not a crocodile, right? It's definitely a gator. Yeah. Yeah, the Phillies need to capitalize on this. Not saying, like, let him into the ballpark for future games or anything. Rally gator? But, like, get, her, get me a rally gator going. Um, speaking of baseball, maybe we should talk about it. Um, sure. The Astros and Mariners wrapping up their series today, Thursday, which I know we're, like, nearly 15 minutes in, and I haven't explained why you're getting this podcast late. Um, obviously with the travel and everything coming to Texas, some things got shifted around with the Airbnb. So I wasn't able to get internet unless you wanted to meet a record from a Starbucks. Like, let me know in the DMS be like, Hey Kyle, we don't care if it sounds like a coffee shop in the background. I just want my podcast on time. If that's you, let me know. And maybe we can make some changes. It's possible. I, I just was trying to be considerate of your eardrums, figured you didn't want that. So I said, well, I need to wait till we can get to the Airbnb. So I'll have to say. <laughs> I'm just picturing someone in the background just yelling out random names that they spelled wrong on the on the cup. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy. Meanwhile, Tim. I'm sitting here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to talk about the implications of the Astros Mariners series. Upside down caramel blondie for Tim. Three pumps of cinnamon, three pumps of caramel, <laughs> low-fat whipped cream. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Altuve. No, I, it, it would just be a mess. It would just be a mess. Uh, but let's talk Astros Mariners. As I said, they're wrapping up their series tonight um, or today, depending upon when, you, when you're listening to this. Um, Mariners right looking now, to split, right? Or maybe they've already completed the series. I don't know when you're listening to this. That's fair. Is this a, this is a four-gamer? Four gamer Astros have taken two of the three so far. That's not true. That's Wanna just bet. that's just not true. Wanna bet? You're telling me they played Monday? They did play Monday. You're absolutely right. Look I've had that. my head up in the clouds a little bit. I, I apologize. Sure have. I apologize. You're confident on that too. That Well, what's weird is I even have the note here. I said Astros have won the series. So in order to win the series, you would have had to have played three games already. Alas, here we are. You're the, a mess. So look, the issue with me, and I and I know last episode we talked about the, Amer- the excuse me, the Astros being uh, much better on the road this year than at home. So there was a little bit of an expectation for them to. Uh, play a little better than than one might expect given that they were on the road my issue is less about um the astro or less related to the astros and more about the mariners you were outscored 13 to 4 in both your losses and looking specifically at a 
gentleman named Julio Rodriguez. He's hit in his last 10 games, he's hitting 132 with just five hits and three RBIs. Yeah. You got it. Look, man, I and this go I've brought this up. I'm on record as saying it. You can go back and check the receipts. I brought this up. I, I have had questions early, like, sure, it's early. But I've raised the question, like, is it sustainable? Like, can this guy be a face of baseball? And can he can can he sustain this superstar status that was so early thrown like thrust upon him? And and I'm not look, I'm not sitting here questioning the legitimacy of his potential career or potential stardom based off a ten game sample, but like it's very clear that Seattle Seattle has adopted this individual as like their guy for the next however many years for the foreseeable future. And this is like this is an early test. Yeah. You need to be playing better at this point of the year. Like this is crunch time for you and your club. And if this is what you're going to give us, I mean, I don't know how much weight a, a robbed home run can really carry or how much of a spark that can really provide a team. Like you're going to need to be able to, to take it that extra step and maybe sprinkle in like a three for four with a bomb late in the game or something like that. Just to let me know that like, okay, this really is a dude. And I'm not saying he's not, but like 10 games down the stretch here with your team on the outside looking in, not the best place to be. Two things. Well, maybe one thing, because I think I forgot the other thing. Yeah, I think I forgot. So one that's what thing. Happens, that's what happens when I go on my rambles like that, so I apologize. Uh, I think the, and we're going to get into it here in a sec, I think. I think the Hector Neris thing may awaken the old Julio that we know. I don't know though, because I saw people making that point, but then on the flip side, I saw people asking the same question. Like, do we really think Julio Rodriguez is like this tough guy? And and that's not a knock. It's just more about, he doesn't like, come the, off that way. I'll right. That. It's more about the kind of kid he is. He just doesn't yeah. come across to me as this guy. I mean, maybe it will ignite something, but he's like a, he's like a, like a smiley. Yeah. Which is buddy, great. buddy with everybody. Yeah. Which yeah. is totally fine. Not a yeah. knock at all. I'm just saying, I, I don't know if that, which we need to talk about that. Because that, what was that? What, what was that, Hector Neris? I just, yeah, I, I don't, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I that's, think it, I think we'll see tonight. We will see in, in T minus, I don't know, like two, three hours, but I'd like to see it. The, the one thing I will say is that, like, you go back to, um, the way we grew up and i think it's probably coming it's becoming like less and less of a, of a big deal but there's something to say about guys that know how to perform against your division rival and there are ways to make up for poor play outside of that as long as you can succeed against that rival 
I don't know numbers. I'm curious to look them up. I think it'd be pretty interesting to see how Julio has done against the Astros in his career. But you're right. I mean, this is go time, right? Like this is the time of the year that you really need to show up. So I don't know, man. I've never seen that guy worked up before. I've never really seen him that pissed off. But when Hector Neris was like chasing him down after striking him out like that, I've never seen Julio pushing people out of the way to get to somebody before. Julio's hitting 243 against the Astros in his career. That's not good enough. You know, that's not good. That's not what it's... We need more. We need more. Yeah, but going going back to the, the incident, Hector Neris, my brother, what are you doing? Why? Okay. It's... It just didn't even make sense. Like, I watched it multiple times to just try to put myself, like, as best as I could, just to put myself in that situation. Like, you're never going to be able to put yourself in the shoes of somebody in the heat of, to get, to get in the mood. In the heat of a moment like that, unless you're that person or unless you've been there before. But I'm just sitting there watching it over and over, trying to make sense of why he would respond that way. And it just, it didn't compute. I'm like, you can respond with with that fire, with that passion on the mound. He literally struck him out and walked directly towards him. Not like a, yeah. not like not one, okay. not like a one, two, John Adam, and then you walk back to the dugout. Was full on walking towards Julio, and then has the audacity after the game to be like, it was just the heat of the moment. We're friends. He says, that's my nah. friend. What nah. are you talking about? I'm not com- I'm not coming at you if you're at the plate and I'm on the mound and I strike you, Nathaniel Reyes, out. I'm not walking directly at you, screaming and spitting at you, unless there has yeah. there's a slight grin on my face. Because at that point, you and I would both know. And everybody else that's watching would know, okay, these guys go back. Like, this is just the competitive drive or whatever. He was full on, like, seeing red, looking at Julio with this look of just, I own you. And Julio's going, are you you talking to me? Are you talking to a fan that was John at you in the stands? Because I know you're not talking to me because I I just struck out. And I'm like the nicest guy in the league, so I know. That's you're not what I'm saying. It's it's hard to see like Julio being the guy that would start anything that would that would get that kind of response from from Neris. Really weird, really weird. I can't stand the chirp, walk away. Not even going to turn around and like continue to chirp. Just a straight up walk away. Bench is clear, and he's the one in the dugout after well, starting something. I don't, yeah. I don't get that. Well, I kind of go back and forth on that because I'm like, he, it wasn't like a chirp walk as you're walking off the mound. Like he, like I said, he very much, and as you can see in the video there, he full on, he was walking towards him chirping. So I'm like, okay, I can, I guess from like a put your money where your mouth is point of view it's like okay i guess i can at least respect the fact that he walked directly at him but 
it's more about the why for me and, and less about the execution or the walk away because it just, it doesn't make sense. I, I understand that you I fired think, up. That's a huge strikeout, but like, I think I found it. I, I think I, I found the why. I think I found the why. Uh, I'm seeing a video of Julio hitting a two run shot off of him in Houston. I would guess last week. Right. And I, I saw that too, and I watched it. And there's nothing in that. There's clip. nothing Julio did that like warrants. That's my that's my point. So to me, that you can't even it's just hyped up. You can't even present that as evidence because I'm like, okay, he he got the bestie of that night, but like he didn't do anything beyond just rounding the bases as you're supposed yeah. to do. I don't know. All that to say. I th- I just think it's funny. I, I love that they hate each other at this point. My, like these teams are the rivalry uh, is just for sure continuing to grow. Without a doubt. My I'm loving sitting back and watching the let the kids play crowd just eat themselves alive. Hmm. And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to like rag on that crowd or or put myself in the position cuz I've I've said before I've got a foot in both camps, and I think it's totally acceptable to be in a position where you can, like, want an element of, like, traditionalism still a part of the game, mm-hmm. but also acknowledge that the whole let the kids play. Like, there is there is some good to that, and I think it's I think it's important for the growth and the future of the game. But I just love how, like, anytime something goes down like this, the response is always, well, just let the kids play and stop being an old yeah. man yelling at the clouds. But then when you have people on the same side of the argument getting heated or getting upset about it, then it's like, okay, well... Can't have one without the other. Which which side yeah. are we on here, Chief? Because you're going to have to pick one because yeah. you, this whole thing is, well, let let the kids play. So in, uh, in theory, Hector Neris should be able to do whatever he wants and there should be no outcry because the whole the, this whole movement has been about, well, let the kids play. They should be able to... Respond however they want. They should be able to express their emotion yeah. or energy in whatever capacity they want to. And if and my my favorite response to that is, well, if you didn't want it to happen, be better and don't don't throw a pitch down the middle or or don't no. give up a home run or whatever the response is. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But when you get people that are, on, like I said, on both sides of it There's or a level on the of... same side, there's it some is... sportsmanship that it has to be had, dude. There's like have an ounce of class. I'm not about it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you see, uh, wrapping up that series tonight. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like the Mariners have just fumbled the bag. Little, little bit, little bit, little not bit. They are still. Where are they at? Only a game and a half out. You take this last game of the series against Houston, you're only a half a game out. So, definitely a little bit of a fumble, but it's not completely in shambles yet. It's not out of reach just yet, but you need the dub. Who are they playing? Mariners. Oh, that's your series. Rangers. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of needing a dub, 
the Cubs. My goodness. Can you win a ball game? Ugh. No. Can you win a ball game? And can like if you're the if you're the Cubs or the Braves, can you can you just go a game without there being some sort of controversy here? A lot to take away from this series. Um <laughs> I mean you had the pass ball. You had the just looking at my notes here. You had, you had the the pass ball slash foul ball thing. You had the Cubs announcers, um, <laughs> which that was that was a wild a wild take, and they later doubled down on it. it that was just very strange. Um, and that was in response to the Acuna forty seventy thing. So a lot to take away from here. Let's talk about the pass ball foul ball thing. If you're an umpiring crew or you're back in New York or wherever you're at and you can't get this call right, it was non-reviewable. What are we doing? Which I I hate. That's my least favorite phrase. Non-reviewable. Why? Why even have the ability to review if you have certain things that aren't reviewable. Hey, major league baseball. If your whole, if your whole narrative with this replay review system is that it speeds the game up, then what difference would it make to maybe open up the criteria for things that are reviewable to maybe, I don't know, something like this. So it doesn't happen again in a game with the implications that this game has for a team like, Oh, I don't know the Cubs be better major league baseball. Like this isn't this is something that you should just know to fix before it happens in a season to then which you have to respond your response has to be, well, we'll we'll work on getting this figured out for next season. Like, no, the I mean, unfortunately, I mean, essentially it didn't really matter because the Cubs were gifted a run there in that situation with the with the ball clearly hitting was that Bellinger's bat? Or no, Bell- I think Bellinger was on base. Oh, it was uh, Condelario. Yeah. Um, so you're essentially, if you're the Cubs, you're gifted a run there, and they still end up losing the game, which I thought was funny. I mean, classic case of ball don't lie. But I, I just have – we've seen the last couple nights, there's been multiple instances of the umpires, umpiring crews just getting it blatantly wrong. Just blatantly wrong. To me, like the way it, I can't find the video, but the way it comes off the bat, like it's just common sense. The the velocity that it like it hits and just goes straight down and flies past everybody. That you can get certain signals of it being like a cross up. Like, I understand, hey, maybe, like, it's just a straight whiff. Catcher thought he called off speed and fastball zooms by him. Like, that kind of thing, you can see a little bit of, like, a reaction out of the catcher. Like, whoa. But for a ball, like, and especially it's, it was a full-on check swing. Like, it was a full-on, you can tell the bat is in your line of sight. It wasn't a whiff. You can look at the way, like, 
I don't know, dude. I just I don't I don't see these umpires, man. Well, then like, to get the crew together and still and then, not come to a conclusion, and still not come to the correct conclusion, and then to throw out the manager. No. No. Like Brian Snicker, I I feel for you, man, because I'm pretty. That's sure, horrendous. Like, that was get, a horrendous call. I mean, they get fined when they get tossed, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to find a guy? Like, can, can the umpires yeah. not get together and like collect a pool and and like replenish the guy's checking account for this? I'll, because that's a joke. I'll die on this hill, dude. There is no sense of accountability amongst umpires. They never have to talk to media. They never have to answer questions. And it's then ridiculous. Cop, and then their cop out when they know they're wrong is to have some sort of little disagreement with the manager who has a question about the call in question. And then you just toss them. It's like, yeah. well, I don't have to deal with you anymore. That, yeah. well, that seems pretty cowardly. But It's a joke, dude. Bad. Really, um, really bad call. So then, uh, I believe later, yeah, later in the game, Acuna swipes 69 and 70. Go figure. I was up in the air. You text me. You're like, hey, you better get that graphic ready. You just swipe 69. I said, well, I'm about to hop on the plane, so he better not steal 70. And literally, as we're pulling <laughs> off, we're we're taking off, and I get your text, and it says, well, there's 70. <laughs> I said, well, unfortunately, I can't really post a graphic from 30,000 feet because I'm not paying the $8 for Wi-Fi, which is a huge, ah. like the biggest scam in the history of scams. How are you going to charge is. somebody $8 for something that you can find at a coffee shop? <laughs> anyway, uh, so he swiped 69 and 70. He already had, he already had number 40 in the book. So we were just sitting on the, on the swipes. He got both of those and then enter highlight montage enter chicago cubs broadcasting team fiasco can you make any sense or can you find any angle in which their outrage at the way the braves and ronald cunha handled the situation was justified i need to hear it can i play it sure okay That's disappointing for John Chomby too, because like he's been on a national broadcast before, and he has that type of training, you know. And for like to hear the bias come out of him, I'm not thrilled with that. And he doubled down on it today. He was on a couple different shows, and he like he didn't walk it back. He wasn't like, yeah, I was just caught up in the heat of the moment. Really wanted the Cubs to pull out a much needed win there. He, he was like, no, yeah, it was absurd. I'm like. Have an appreciation. Uh, there are some moments where there there can be a you can put baseball above your fandom or bias of your team. Like you can put that accomplishment above whatever is going on 
for your team at the moment. You're salty. That's just, that's how it came out. That's all, you just sounded salty for getting your teeth kicked in the last couple games. So don't, uh-uh, I'm not okay with it. Not a fan. And you were gifted a run back in the second inning that we just mm-hmm. talked about to where that situation only happened because it was gifted. Because it was a tie game. And then yeah. not even that, a pitch later, Ozzy Albies ends the game and uh, the call yeah. on that brought, the call on that freaking walk off was hilarious yeah and there's ball in the outfield and here comes run around third brave score braves win it's like that's just a classic believable bias classic example and what's what's hilarious to me is i bet you there are so many people in agreement with the cubs broadcasting team probably mostly Cubs fans, but I bet you there's other people like, yeah, this is this is a little over the top. I bet you those same people are part of the let the kids play camp, to which my response is, then if you're so upset about it because this was a, a must-win game for the Cubs, maybe you should have played better earlier in the season to where yeah. you wouldn't have to be in this situation to where you'd be upset over a guy being yeah. celebrated and recognized for reaching the 40-70 threshold. It's just That's a moment response. that like you haven't seen before. And we haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember the last time a player actually took a base out of the ground. It's been a hot minute. So I mean, the one that comes to mind is Ricky. But yeah, um, same was, every time. Was, but I loved it. I loved it. Like you have to. You absolutely have to. So I don't think there was anything wrong. And it wasn't. Was it that long of a break? No, it wasn't. I think that I. I don't know if it was like. If it was a um, exaggeration those, or whatever, but I, I saw those somebody field say crew they, guys are in and out, man. I saw somebody say that they they were back in action in like three minutes. I'm like, I think you can afford a three minute delay. If it was actually, it may have been longer, but I'm like, it it wasn't anything that warranted all of the outrage that that was. No, I think that's uh, yeah. Again, they're just salty because they're losing. Salty for losing. Just be better. Put your team in a better situation where the last week of the season isn't. Hey, you know. that, look, and I'm saying it with the the biggest grin on my face because this is the response that you get all the time. It's like, well, be better. Don't throw. Don't lay it in there so a guy can hit it 650 feet. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, Cubs fans that are outraged, maybe you should have wished that your team played a little better earlier in the season to where you wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. That's my response because that's the way we handle things now. Uh, I, I just miss the days of like the the appreciation of a baseball moment, a big monumental baseball moment. Like just take it in, enjoy it, let that moment breathe. And these commentators and announcers are taught that kind of stuff. We've interviewed plenty of them and they're taught to let that moment breathe. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your words masking this moment. So shame on them. And again, John Shambi is a was a national broadcaster with ESPN long before he was a Cubs guy. Just be better. Not good. Bad look. And this is coming from somebody who is like I'm not a Cubs fan at all, but like I I respect what they do. 
I respect the organization. Just a bad look, dude. Not a fan. But props to Ronnie. I mean... Yeah, lost in all of this is the big fact deal. that he reaches it's a <laughs> he big establishes deal. the forty seven club. And look, the the conversation continued today with I was in the comments talking with people and I'm I'm still having to and look, I'm not like the I'm not like the trailblazer here with this with this uh perspective, but again to repeat and to reiterate kind of what we talked about in last episode and, and possibly beyond, is that it's yes, you can look at what he's done this year now that he's officially reached the mark and established the club, the exclusive club that only he is a part of right now. You can look at that and say, wow, that is quite literally something we have never seen before. It may not see again for a while unless he just decides to go out and do it. Uh, he wants to do it again next year. Who knows? But you can look at that and say, wow, that's incredible. But also recognize that it's not it's not lost on me and, and presumably other people that it happened immediately upon the implementations of new rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like both can be true. Like both you can look at it and go, Well, it would I mean, be yeah, like we would be more impressed pre rule changes. Right. Like, this didn't happen before the rules, and it took these rules being implemented for it to happen. So just, like, look at it through that lens. It doesn't have to take away from what he accomplished because he's yeah. one of the best players in the game, and the the campaign that he's yeah. put forth this year is MV- absolutely MVP-worthy. I'm a big Mookie guy. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the 2023 MVP. But sure. let's not kid ourselves and act like this would have happened without these rules that were implemented. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, I mean, it's the uh, it's a similar argument of fans being upset when Roger Maris hit 61. You know, exactly. Was, Babe did it in less games, so like, there's not necessarily a, a requirement for an asterisk next next to it but there is the the understanding that like that is a part of the narrative like there were rule changes we are seeing and i'm i'm happy personally like i'm happy to see the stolen base being re-implemented absolutely and it being brought back and because like th- i think we brought it on ourselves to be so analytical that it killed the stolen base to where it needed to have rule changes to bring it back into it and revitalized. So I'm, I am happy it's back. I am I'm happy to see this. I think it's wild to see a 40, 70 season. And I mentioned it last episode. I'll say it again. Like talk about pure athleticism. Talk about somebody that is truly a five tool guy. Like this is what you're expecting. This is what you want out of superstars. So I'm happy about it, but to just sit there and act like it is being done in the same way and nothing has changed. Come on now. Like you can take a little bit of a grain of salt with that. And to the people saying, well, if it were as easy with these new rules, then why, why isn't everybody else doing it? It's not the point. And I've made this connection before or this comparison you look at it the same way you do with like the Barry Bonds record where it's like, Oh, so Barry Bonds was the only one cheating. Like nobody else had the advantage. Mm. That's not the point. The point is 
the record that's being discussed, the club that's being discussed. Mm-hmm. Sure, Barry Bonds wasn't the only one that took steroids, but he's currently viewed as the all-time career home run leader. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it a little more. It's going to be under the microscope a little bit more. Yeah. Same with Ronald Cunha Jr. Well, if it's so easy, why isn't anybody else doing it? Other guys are stealing bases. He just happened to steal more. It's like that's the point is the fact that we're celebrating the the whole thing with Acuna right now. The graphics are flying all over social media. Big 40, big 70 behind him with the the it, with the picture of him in the front. It the the point is is we're celebrating this if we were just celebrating the season, I'd be like, "Okay, that that's sweet." Like, but there's there's so much emphasis being put on this 40-70 thing and and for good reason. Like it's that's a crazy club to be a part of. But we're celebrating it in response to that club being created by Cunha immediately after the rules were implemented. Yeah. That's my whole thing. If he doesn't have these rules, I'm of the belief, and it's actually it's pretty much a guarantee that he doesn't reach that mark. No, it's probably like a 40-40. Rules. It's probably like a 40-40 year. I'd even give him, even if it was a 40-60. Yeah. Even if it was a 40-60, he's not establishing this 40-70 club. And that's just a fact. That's my whole thing. Yeah. All that to say, though. Well, I mean, we will see more of them. And it's these are these are just this is just how sports go. This is just how sports go. New rules get implemented. Records get broken. Things happen. You know how how pissed off were were dudes with total points records or total points milestones in the NBA, and then the three pointer gets involved, and then you know they're they're upset with it. So it's like. I'm not going to, you can't blame the guy. I'm not going to say don't steal stolen bases just to keep the record intact or to keep that club intact. You're doing what you're doing, man. You're taking advantage of the rule changes and like, bravo. Like, this is what you should be doing. So you can't fault him for it. But to just sit there and say, hey, like, this is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. um, It's just, it's, this is a new, it's a new game. It's a new game. There's new rules. So. Hell yeah, it's impressive. And this is a heck of a season. And definitely an MVP type year. But we are seeing it across the league. We are seeing guys with, you know, 40, 50 stolen bags. So we have to acknowledge the fact that new rules helped make this happen. It isn't just him on his own. And to your point, we can't, and kind of putting a bow on this, we can't, knock him for it because it it goes back to the conversation we had about edgar martinez with the with L, uh, being, being DH, considered yeah. for the hall of fame as a designated hitter and and people holding that against him how can you hold it against him if the league for which he yeah. is trying to enter the hall of fame was the one that implemented the rule right. that gave him the position that he played right you can't hold that against him yeah if somebody cheats their way to something, okay, yeah, let's let's bring it into question. It was part of the game. How can mm-hmm. you fault him for being the best at the position that he played? Yeah, that's that's my whole big thing, and the, it's the same thing with Acuna. Like it, these are the whether you like him or not, because clearly baseball world is very div- still divided on these rules. Whether you like it or not, that's it's how the game is this year and presumably moving forward, and he's taken full advantage. 
Uh, let's transition. Talk little Tito. Um, I don't know. Was it just was it just me, or did this kind of sneak up on us? Like I I knew we had talked what just a week or two ago about how he had come out and said that yeah this is kind of it. Mm-hmm. But then I I feel like I blinked, and I see him getting standing ovations in Cleveland. I'm like. Yeah. I I had a feeling that this was indeed going to be it for him. At least I don't know if he ever if he decides to come back, kind of like a a Bochy situation. That's yet to be seen, but for the foreseeable future, safe to say he's done for a little while. And it just I feel like it just came up out of nowhere. Yeah, a little sad, a little sad. I wish there were I wish there were meaningful ball games. I'm sure yeah. he would say the same thing. Wish there were more people in that crowd. Um, I love how Guardians players like blocked the entrance to the dugout to make him stand there, make him get his ovation. Um, yeah, heck of a manager, Hall of Fame manager. Just uh, you never you never want this like health issues or you know family issues to be the reason why guys leave the game. Um especially when you assume that he probably still has the mind to continue to, to manage and the ability sure. to do it. So, yeah. Um, nothing but respect, you know, coming from a Yankees fan, nothing but respect. Entering Thursday, he had managed 3,619 games and had a record of n- 1,949 wins to 1,670 losses, which came out to a winning percentage of 539. He had made the playoffs um, in 11 of the 23 seasons that he managed, uh, and that was highlighted by, obviously, two two titles in Boston, as well as, most recently, uh, 2016, the pennant with Cleveland. Um which ultimately fallen at the hands of the Cubs. But, I mean, talk about a manager's manager. I mean, the guy, he is a player's manager, which I, I know to our listeners probably just sounds like white noise at, at this point because of how much we talk about the importance of it. But it really cannot be talked about enough, the importance of having a player's manager. Like, you need a guy – that's going to have the backs of your players, especially over the course of a season. Yeah. That's this long. Like it, you're going to have your ebbs, your flows, but if you have a guy in that clubhouse that can write the ship as a manager and, and can keep the equilibrium as best as he can, because you know, with, with the way, the direction of baseball, the more star power that's going to find itself on each team. Like this isn't just a thing anymore where it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox have like mm-hmm. the big names and everybody else is just kind of floating around, floating along. You're getting to the point now where it's becoming a full on national sport. And with that, you're having star names, household names on just about every team. Even look at the Royals. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy like Bobby Witt, like every team has these stars now some more than others, but every team has their stars and these contracts are only going to get bigger. The egos are only going to get bigger. You need, it's, it's going to become increasingly more important to have a manager who can keep 
that level because yeah. if you don't, things can get out of hand real quick. And we've seen examples of teams just within the last two, three years where if you don't have a, a way to put a cap on that, if you don't have a way to put a lid on that, it gets out of hand real quick. And regardless of the talent that you have on your team, it doesn't matter if you don't have somebody leading the way. And Terry Francona, for the duration of his career as a manager, has been that guy. Did you hear his scooter got stolen again? That poor guy with his his scooter, man. I tell you what. Man. I mean, why would you go after someone? Like, if you're going to steal somebody's scooter, maybe leave Tito's alone, you know? Yeah. The guy's gone through it, okay? Just go for somebody else's scooter. It's too bad. Guy can't catch a break. Um, Weekend series to watch? Yeah, I'll go first. What do you got? I think both of these teams are, well. Well, before you go, let me just preface this by saying, look, ultimately, I mean, you can talk about like the seeding all you want, but at the end of the day, there are two series. If you're just a, if you're a baseball fan or if you're just a fan looking to watch some interesting baseball, there's two series and we have them both that are somewhat obvious, but like if. Yeah. If you're kind of just like floating along going, oh, who do we got this weekend? These are the two series that you need to watch because I would say that amongst the other series, the stakes are highest here. Yeah. What's wild is that like I'm sure beginning of the season, no one thought an interleague matchup to end the year would have these type of implications. But yeah, like I mentioned before, Houston Astros are here in Phoenix facing the Diamondbacks. Um. Both teams, you know, I, I think the the Diamondbacks feel pretty safe with where they're at. Depending on how this last Astros game against the Mariners shapes out. I mean, they're still they're still fighting. So three game set, obviously, starting Friday, tomorrow, some today for you if you're listening. JP France going against Zach Gallen, which makes things interesting. Because we were talking before we hopped on, um, if the if everything stays the same, it looks like the Phillies could be hosting the Diamondbacks for the wild card series. So, Gallon going tomorrow, Friday, would mean three days rest if he's going game one of that series. Four days rest going game two. You can't imagine the diamondbacks not firing that bullet in one of the first two games so this is interesting um you already have an uphill battle going in through the wild card route so it's just wild to imagine your your Cy Young candidate ace going on short rest immediately so i personally would think about you know doing somebody else for this series but that's just me anyway that's game one. Game two, Verlander going against Merrill Kelly, and then the old TBD on both sides for Sunday, game three, and it probably is having to do with how things are looking standing-wise. There's a good chance if it is, you know, Diamondbacks being in a, a solid spot, there's a good chance you'll probably just see an opener and a bullpen kind of game or something like that or a call-up. Um, and the Astros... 
Uh, we just saw Framber throw yesterday against the Mariners, right? So interesting to see. I, I don't know. You know, if they really need somebody, can it be that quick of a turnaround for Framber to maybe come back Sunday and, and fight for that last 162? So heck of a series, though. Heck of a series. And on the flip side, we got Rangers versus the Mariners. Game one tonight, Thursday. We've got Jordan Montgomery going up against Logan Gilbert. Game two, Nathan Eovaldi versus Brian Wu. Game three, uh, the Rangers are TBD on that end, but the Mariners have Luis Castillo going game three. And game four, John Gray versus George Kirby. So... I mean, if you're the Mariners and you're trying to make one, you got to win out. Well, not just that, but I mean, you you couldn't ask for a better yeah. scenario in terms of arms yeah. taking the bump. Yeah. Let's just hope that George Kirby. That let's just hope the Mariners have a comfortable lead by the seventh inning uh, on that Sunday game, so our friend George doesn't have to extend himself into the seventh. Um, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Hopefully I mean, he doesn't get hit by a ball this time. Hopefully <laughs> he doesn't get hit by a ball. Did you, so Didn't have that was, on the bingo card either. Yeah, but to my point, I think we need to give a little bit more credit to the fan because he was just trying to make – or whoever threw it was just trying to make sure that George didn't have to go out for the seventh because that was in the sixth. So really, whoever threw it, which so I believe out, I saw that it was him. a Mariners fan, he was like, hey – I don't want George to have to take the heat in a, in his post-game presser talking about how he wishes he wasn't out there for the seventh. Let me just throw a ball at him and see if I can just temporarily get him, you know, I don't know, knocked out, a little shaken up, and then we won't have to worry about it. So Wild, dude. Imagine, what if he got a hit in the face? It, it was looking like when they did the zoomed out version, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely headed towards his face but i think it just missed him but yeah it I, what a I was, weird thing to do very strange and i was watching the game live and i even i thought to myself i was like the broadcast team did not talk about this as much as they should have and i get it like you're probably in a weird situation where you don't want to it's kind of like the streakers where it's like you don't want to bring attention to it but Still. i'm also like everybody saw it so we might as well talk about it and talk about how bad this possibly could have been for him, but we yeah. missed it by the skin of our teeth. But like, yeah, they, they kind of just like, eh, yeah, this Dude, was not right. I'm, I'm like, just trying to picture like if that was a face shot or like a nutter, I would have been so pissed. That's so weird. That's such a weird thing to do. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw people, I don't know if they were Mariners fans or not. They probably were Mariners fans, but I saw people asking because they were like, that's a pretty good throw from the stands. Can they be ready to take the bump on Sunday if needed? <laughs> like, uh, dotting corners for sure. Just painting. Just painting. I mean, which uh, one of us hasn't been like, I bet you I can hit that? With at some point in our life, it's like yeah, somewhere like a you're major holding league pitcher. I've never thought of it in a game of before. A game, 
wild. I mean, uh, this I, is I, what's more wild. This or when the the Red Sox fan at Fenway threw it off the top of the monster and hit Giancarlo during oh, the home run trot. I mean that that is pers- on the move. The precision is elite. Yeah, you're hitting a moving target that I gotta. I gotta and you're like what eighty feet up? Like that's <laughs> well. <laughs> 37 but close, yeah. <laughs> that's wild dude that is like uh yeah but still this is such a weird thing i mean it's just such a, a weird thing 2023 is just the strangest year of all time speaking of which let's transit let's let's close the book here uh talking about weird things mets owner steve cohen tweeting out an apology to the miami marlins organization for the way they handled the weather uh for Tuesday's game. He, so they had to postpone the game Tuesday. And as we all know, the Marlins are like right in the thick of it, trying to make a run at this thing. And they had to postpone the game Tuesday and the Marlins just lost their minds. And so Steve Cohen, as Steve Cohen does, just takes to Twitter and puts out a post says our sincere apologies to the Marlins and their fans for having to postpone last night's game. We know how important this series is to the Marlins and every effort was made to get the field playable. I apparently saw or read rather that the field crew or the grounds crew left uh, some of the field exposed like before, like really? when they put the tarp down and that they're, like that was part of the issue and that it made the field a little extra soggy or whatever, which I don't know. But also I'm just like, even if that is true, how how upset can you be at the clouds, Marlins? Like it, <laughs> like what? If it rains, it uh, rains. Like what? I get it, but hey, let the kids play. You know, if you didn't want to be in this situation, you should have played better. Yep. Am I right? It's true. That's the answer for everything now. If you if you miss out on the postseason, ah, it sucks. But you know, if you didn't want it to happen. I don't love Steve Cohen addressing it. I don't think it deserved that attention. Yeah, it draws attention to the fact that these games mean absolutely nothing to the Mets, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, the funniest part of this whole deal. Um, So, yeah, we we had that happen. Uh, A little less weird, a little more uh, of a positive thing. Miguel Cabrera in his final homestand hit uh, number... 511 I believe it was last night uh so he dozens is, of fans he is tied uh with Mel Ott for 25th on the all-time list that's a good number yeah I was Top I 25 thought, yep I I had the same exact thought when I read that I was like you know even if he even if he calls it right there mm-hmm. doesn't hit another ball um or doesn't hit another home run sorry I got a notification Chris Sale named intended to be the opening day starter for next season <laughs> I, I don't care i don't care i don't know i don't want chris sale on my team next year i'm sorry uh, anyway uh yeah even if he doesn't hit another home run i'm like that's, that's a good way to cap it right there top 25 yeah. all time uh so good for him and then closing out here uh some more unfortunate news uh, for those still unaware brooks robinson Oriole all-time great third baseman passed away um, this week at age 86. And for those unaware with the accolades that he collected over the course of his career, he is a Hall of Famer. He was an MVP, 18-time All-Star, 
two-time World Series champion, a World Series MVP, All-Star MVP, and had 16 gold gloves, the second most gold gloves at a single position in Major League history. Unbelievable. My first thought, aside from, you know, just feeling general sadness about the news, my my first thought beyond that was that at this point, the Orioles have no other choice but to go out and win the whole thing. Like, you just have yeah. to. Yeah. Like, you, it, you, you, and, and I say that, and I don't want people to think like, oh, so you're just like rooting for people to pass away. It's like, no, it's like, that's unfortunately just a reality of life is that people are going to pass away. And you never, you never root for timing like this. It's like, well, we need something to rally around for the postseason. But the reality is that it happened and it happened a week out from the postseason starting in a year that has been nothing short of magical for this organization. Mm-hmm. And so it's incredibly unfortunate and he will obviously be missed. But at this point, if you're the Orioles, the best way go to do it for five. the legacy for five is to go out and win the whole thing. That's what you yeah. have to do. And I, I personally think that, there's going to be people in that organization rallying around, having conversations because they're big on keeping their legends around and bringing them in uh, throughout the course of a year. And I'm sure that stories are floating around. Like you, you young kids don't even know half of how good this guy was. Let me tell you about him. And I just think that that's, that's going to do um, wonders for, for this, uh, this next month. Cause that's a that's an organization that's rich in history, rich in tradition, and like I said, that they, they don't have any other choice at this point. You got to go out yeah. and do it. Big big name. Back when like All Star games and Gold Gloves actually like were earned, you know what I mean? Just a complete stud. Um, top at least top five, top three, maybe even the best third baseman. Uh, this game has ever seen. So, yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Brooks. Um, that about does it for us. Episode three ninety one. Um, a lot up in the air right now in regards to next week. One thing that's not up in the air is the fact that you'll be coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We will. I don't want to commit to Monday. Ideally, with Sunday wrapping things up ideally we'll get to you um who knows maybe we even do like a maybe we do like a sunday night thing i don't know or maybe because we'll we'll be flying back monday so that's going to be a little unfortunate mm-hmm. i don't know we'll figure something out but i don't want to commit to an episode uh just yet with travel and you coming in town i don't know when our next episode is going to be i don't know when you're going to hear from us um but you will hear from us sometime soon uh, we'll be recapping all of the fallout from this weekend. Once the dust settles, we'll know who's who's going where, who's playing for what. And we will look ahead to the best month of the baseball season. Yes, sir. Other than that, though, I uh, think we got to everything we were hoping to get to. So, unless you got anything. No. Buckle up, baby. It's postseason baseball time. Let's go. Let's go. Even this last weekend, there's this is postseason baseball already. So 
I'm pumped. I'm excited to get out there. And October baseball in September. Yeah, it's very true. That's what we're witnessing. Excellent. Great season, pal. Great regular season. We did it again. We did it. We made it. We're here. I'm impressed. Bring on October. Let's get it. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you on as always. Looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.